Welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so last week, episode 83, we talked about relationships and why they're so critical in business, specifically the relationship that exists between co-founders. So if you missed out on that episode, you might want to pause this, go back to episode 83, check that out before you listen to this episode. Now, we know that relationships are the root of all business transactions. And I thought after last week's episode, it would be really cool to get a chance to interview some co-founders to find out a little bit more about their relationship and how that impacts their business. And I'm really grateful that a few of my clients have agreed to let me interview them about their relationship as co-founders. And they also gave me permission to share this interview with you today on this episode. So today, I'm really excited to share my interview with the Beer Sisters, Crystal Luxmore and Tara Luxmore. The ladies talk very candidly about what it's like to be in business with a family member, specifically a sister. And they share what their unique superpowers really are. So I had the pleasure to have these ladies in my mastermind that just wrapped up in the spring and I absolutely love the direction that they're taking with this business and I think you're going to be really really impressed with the level of knowledge that they have about beer about their vision for the business and exactly how passionate they are about building community and authenticity with their business so you're going to find out all about their working relationship You're going to find out their core values, how their brand reflects who they are, and the very inclusive nature of beer. And you're also going to find out the difference between a Cicerone and a sommelier, which was something that I was dying to ask them. They also share the exciting details of an upcoming project that they're going to be filming over the summer, which is really, really cool, and I'm very excited for them. And I just want to warn you that after you listen to this episode, you just might want to be the fifth Luxmore sister. Seriously. So enjoy this interview with the Beer Sisters, Crystal and Tara. Okay, welcome everybody. I am very excited today to be featuring two really successful entrepreneurs. I have Crystal Luxmore and Tara Luxmore, the Beer Sisters. They are based right here in Toronto and they're both certified beer sommeliers. They're writers and speakers and also expert judges. They're here today to give us the inside scoop as to what it's like to be in business with your sisters. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast and chat a little bit deeper and talk about the biz. 
We're thrilled to be here. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, cool. So can you tell us a little bit about the story behind Beer Sisters and what is your big picture vision for the business? Uh, our big picture vision is to inspire, educate, and entertain with Beer Insider. Um, we do that through writing about Beer Insider, um, hosting tastings, and also we're going to be shooting a TV show this summer uh, all about beer. So our story started, um, I was a digital producer and I became pregnant and the company I worked for closed down. Uh, so my big sister, Crystal, was always in the beer biz. She freelanced, she did lots of freelance writing and she was a certified Cicerone and I always kind of helped her out on the side. Um, but when I lost my job uh, and we're both pregnant, having babies at the same time, uh, she was looking to hire for her business and was struggling to find someone to sort of take on uh, and fill her shoes and, and, and do things the way that she sort of wanted them done. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what better way than hire your sister who's almost who's quite like you. Um, I love beer. So I got uh, my certifications right after I had my baby. It was very great for me to get out into the world and learn about beer. And we joined forces. We had a pretty long mat leave together where we worked full part-time. Um, we shared childcare and now we're back full-time as the rebranded Beer Sisters instead of just Crystal on her own. Where did you actually come up with the name? We grew up in a family of uh, four girls, all sisters. And so we came from this very like the Luxor sisters. We came from a small town. There were four of us, all very tall, all very loud, all very athletic. And um, vivacious and so we were kind of known as the Luxmore sisters and our friends always especially ones that had no siblings or only one wanted to be the fifth Luxmore sister so we knew that this sisterhood thing we had going on was something special and we also knew that other people could come in and out of it as they wanted and with beer I mean brewing especially craft brewing has always been about community and the way that we want to um, do events around beer are all about sort of breaking down social barriers and using beer as a, as a place of uh, conversation and coming together and socializing. And so like Beer Sisters kind of says that in a way that it's a wider community that anyone can kind of get along and join and, and become, you know, one of us. I think it's more approachable than kind of a corporate name. And with beer, like you don't never want to be too fancy. I feel like our husbands might have had some influence. Yeah, Definitely. Crystal's husband... Um, saw the value Potential. in it. Yeah, yeah. You have a really good uh, retro vibe to the website. Is that something intentional that you really wanted to use to kind of capture the essence of the brand? It kind of came together. So I've been a journalist for a long time and the photography, which is on the front page, uh, is by a really talented photographer, Daniel Aaronworth, and he used to shoot all my columns and he's very conceptual and very kind of pop arty. And so uh, he gave me permission kindly to use those photographs for my old columns. And so that kind of, I think, sets things off. And then the Beer Sisters logo, uh, we worked with uh, a great designer, a friend of ours, um, Eric McBain. And so he did the graphics. Um, and then, yeah, I guess it just all came together. Like we wanted it to be bright, approachable, and um, eye-catching. And so tell me, what is it like to be in business with your sister? Tell me, tell me the honest truth. <laughs> it's really great, um, but it's also really complicated. Uh, Crystal and I were very close before we went into business together. Even in a work day, we often bring our personal 
lives to work. There's not a big separation. But I feel like the challenges that we face personally and with our business, we, we have really a strong communication. So even though it can be harder to get through those times, we come out of it stronger to each other. Yeah, so true. I mean, sometimes we want to have this separate solid line division between work and personal, and that just doesn't exist. I mean, no. it's just not reality, right? And so, of course, you get to bring your whole self to work, and you have that support of you know, your sister right there whenever you need it. So do you find you're more honest or more critical and, and constructive with each other because you have that as a relationship, or do you find you're less tough with each other because you have that sort of sister relationship? I think it goes back and forth. Sometimes we're more tough and sometimes we're more honest and sometimes we're less honest and we're less tough depending on what's going on. Um, and I feel like we're learning how to pick our moments to be tough and give tough love and pick our moments to open up and ask for support. So I think we're just sort of navigating. Yeah. And in turn for me, because I think um, this was my business and then Tara joined and I still kind of, I'm at the head of things then it's like setting up professional context for criticism and like colleague review both ways. So we try to have like we're due for a quarterly check-in and that's when, if I've been noticing things that I think we need to improve on in terms of like our working relationship um, dynamic. And then I want to give both praise and constructive feedback. I feel more comfortable doing in that setting than just bringing it up randomly just because we're sisters like I really try to to have that forum or if something does need to be addressed just to preface it with like hey I want to talk about this thing on at our Monday meeting when we review all the other stuff it's so true sometimes we take those relationships with the people that are the closest to us for granted and yet those are the relationships that often need the most nurturing of all right we have done uh, your personality profiles with both of you and you have very similar personalities um, sometimes when we see co-founders going into business they have almost opposite strengths or opposite personalities and and it's you know difficult to to kind of get along so what would you say are some of the core values that you have uh, behind the biz I think some of our core values that like that value of sisterhood that value of friendship um, we we really because we work in alcohol we're really learning to value moderation it's in, in health um, especially as mothers and sisters and it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Like, especially when we do presentations, it's fun to say like, you know, at 1030 in the morning, it's the best time to taste beer. And people think, oh, you have the best job in the world. But in reality, like, I think a lot of people struggle with uh, how much they should be drinking. And we want to find a way to pass on those, that positive messaging. Right. And then our other two values we talk about a lot are just honesty and integrity, especially working as journalists and just being honest with ourselves and, and you know, in our industry, those are really important things. Mm -hmm. The other value I want to throw in that I really admire about you too, especially working together is authenticity. You know, like this isn't just a side business, like this is a lifestyle business for you. I mean, you are both incredibly passionate about beer and it's just, it's impressive to see, you know, how much you know and how much this sort of weaves throughout your life. And, and so I think we want to find a way to integrate our family lives and our like our whole existence as, as mothers who worked in the beer industry without being those like uh, mompreneur types. And I think that we need to figure out how to, how to balance both things. And, and every woman who runs their own business or um, works nine to five and as a mother has to. And so that's like a struggle that we 
share. And Krista, what would you say is Tara's superpower? What is that one thing that she can do better than anyone else in the world? She really lights up a room. So she has a great smile. She has a bubbly personality. Everyone wants to talk to her, but she doesn't spend all of her time talking. She listens and asks great questions. And so she really opens up uh, opportunities for people to share things with her. And when, especially with us, when we're at beer events or tastings, it's a really valuable thing because people can feel like, I think with Tara, that there are no wrong answers. They can share their knowledge and she just really creates a sense of community really naturally. Let's go the other way around. Tara, what's Crystal's superpower? Um, I feel like Crystal's superpower is that she's uh, a dreamer and she has all of these mm. visions and big goals, but she's also the type of dreamer who knows how to break it down um, and create a path to reach those goals and those dreams and those aspirations. She has so many and she's not afraid to try to go for them and weed them out um, and then go for the bigger goals. So she really has uh, like a path from her dream to execution, which I really admire. Well, that's what it's hard to do is to find time to, for the bigger picture, which is why we, part of the reason why we joined Mastermind is to really get us in that mindset of like, what is the big picture goal here and what, how can we achieve that? Since, you know, launching this Beer Sisters brand, has it changed sort of how your business is seen? Like, are, do you find you're getting more global exposure now and, and getting bigger invitations to, you know, attend other conferences around the world? It's funny you say that because like three days ago, a really big festival in Texas, their Main Street Festival, it's a beer festival, but they have 120,000 people called us to see if we might be able to fly down and do some presentations and be sort of like the spokes people for their event. And they had just found us because they wanted some female Cicerones and they wanted to showcase like both the beer expertise side and also um, have a woman come down because I guess for the last few years they had been flying down like male experts and we asked how they had found us and they just googled beer sisters and saw a couple of our podcasts and we're like we have to have these two and so that made yeah. us feel really great it really was such a great feeling so hopefully that'll happen but we've been getting a bit of that and a lot of like southern ontario staff and we're hoping with our tv series which will mostly be web a small local station is producing it and then we'll distribute it on the web so but yeah. we're hoping to film kind of like july august uh, about six or eight episodes and then we'll release it online, probably in small cuts, like on YouTube and on our social media channels, not as one long show, because I just don't think that's the way that people are consuming media these days. So we've kind of designed it to be sort of episodic bits and pieces that we can keep sharing. And let's, um, that's a great segue to sort of dive into beer a little bit. Can we educate some people, including myself, difference between Cicerone and Sommelier? Go. Yes. So a certified Cicerone is like a wine sommelier for beer. Okay. The only point of confusion is there's also a Prudhomme beer sommelier, which Tara holds. And that is the Canadian certification for like, it's kind of the equivalent to a Cicerone. A Cicerone is a U.S. certification. Um, it's a little tougher to pass. The Cicerone is a uh, three-hour written exam and a blind tasting, and you have to score over 80% to pass. And the Prudhomme model is more in class marking of like workshops interactions tasting it's not as sort of like rigorous memorize all of these beer stats and so i think both have i did both and i got a lot out of both things and is it fair to say that beer's uh traditionally like a male dominated industry i mean i know it's changing a lot but i yeah. think i think it's fair to say um there's lots of women getting into the beer scene, whether they're becoming brewers or they're working in marketing or they're sales reps. 
Uh, there's lots of female home brewers and beer judges and um, there's more and more women joining the industry. It is still pretty male dominated, but it's been a really, it's a very friendly industry. Um, so it's been a very positive experience and there's lots of women coming into it. So that part is just growing. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, just to compare it, you know, my background working in uh, tech, which is a very male dominated industry and, you know, now it's a lot better, you know, but um, definitely it used to be very much a bro culture, right? And so it wasn't very kind to women and it wasn't very easy to make a name for yourself. So I was just kind of curious for you, what, what's it like being women in, in this industry? Do you think that, that this makes it sort of an advantage to you? Does it give you sort of a differentiator being women? Yes, I feel like we have two things that really set us apart. It's that we're women um, and that we're sisters. So we've had a really friendly reception and it's, mm -hmm. it's very memorable. Um, people have an easy time remembering who we are. First of all, because Crystal has a great reputation, but now there's two of us um, and we're still allowed at events. <laughs> so it's been great. And even just embracing female clubs, like the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, they've been really good to us. We go to their events. They've built a whole community around women who love beer both ways it's been very positive positive. and I imagine when you do tastings that uh, must be the funnest part of your job is it yeah we really enjoy it it's a great opportunity to really I think give people some basic pointers that improve their relationship with beer and you see their kind of faces go like aha like or I had no idea or after the tasting they'll come up to us and say oh I love that beer um, I'm gonna go and buy it and so it really helps I think open up either rekindle a relationship with beer or for many people who stopped drinking beer after like a six pack of, you know, a light lager in university, um, opens our mind to what's happening in the scene now because it's quite, quite different in terms of flavors. What are some of the common misconceptions that you hear about beer? Um, with beer, when I do tastings, it's just how much variety there is in beer. Like Crystal was just saying, it's not your dad's course life anymore. There's fruity beers, there's sour beers. There's bone dry beers, there's beers that taste like red wine. So I feel like it's a very eye-opening experience to see how sophisticated beer has become and how many different flavors are in your beer and how well it can work with food. And also the affordability factor, if you compare, you know, serious wine collectors and some of the best bottles of wine in the world to beer, like you can get one of the best bottles of beer in the world for three forty-five at the LCBO. Um, it's called Orval. So it's just, it's such a democratic beverage. And I think people are very surprised by that and surprised by the variety. Oh yeah, I have to say 100%, you guys have inspired me to start drinking beer. And I come from a wine family. This is our life, this is our heritage, right? <laughs> So I've, I haven't drank beer since university and you guys have inspired me. I am now a beer drinker. The fruity, I like to pick something that's unique. So like the fruity beer or um, try something that's unique and different. Okay, I'm about to share the second half of this interview. And in this second part, I get the chance to really deep dive and talk about personal growth. You know, we love to talk about how your business calls you forth to grow. So listen really carefully as the ladies share some fantastic tips on how to deal with fear, how to face the things that you find really, really challenging. They also talk about their very unique tasting events that they host for companies, beer and cheese events, and also team building events. 
And I have to confess, I did not know that you could actually have beer pairings. I knew that you did that with wine, but I didn't know you could do it with beer. So I learned so much on this interview, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing about some of the really cool events that they've done for their clients. So let's dive back in for the rest of this interview with the Beer Sisters, Crystal and Tara. Let's dive into this other area that I love to talk about, the personal growth side of business. You know, on this podcast, we really love to talk about how your business always calls you forth. And I love that, you know, as two sisters in business, your relationship is evolving. But what about on a personal level? Have you been called forth to grow or doing anything that um, has been sort of intimidating or scary as you've grown the business? Yeah, I have a major um, fear of public speaking and presenting, and a lot of my job is public speaking and presenting. So I, I, I threw myself into it. I really prepared. I was extremely nervous, and I just kept saying yes and doing it over and over again. And so I've really, my confidence in speaking has grown. I take less time to prepare, but still a lot of time to prepare. And I have less anxiety about having to get up there and leave a big tasting or talk on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. When you're doing a tasting, you are not only like front of the room, but you're the expert. And, you know, it's not like something you can memorize and just deliver. It's very interactive, right? So you never know what's going to come up. You have to really be able to just kind of go with it, right? Yeah, and you don't know, um, it's hard to know what the crowd's going to be like, if they're going to be really into it, or if they have a big level of beer knowledge, or if they're going to be bored quickly, or if they're really loud or quiet. So being able to go in there and read the crowd and and change what you're doing um, in the moment is also a very powerful skill I've learned. What would be the average time for a tasting that you would do? Is it like an hour, two hours? An hour to two hours. Yeah, somewhere in. Yeah. And do you find, you know, because you are bringing people to drink, do you find they sort of loosen up and there's this like natural arc that happens when people really open up and the room starts to, you know, get a little bit more loud? For sure. Like I've definitely motored through the last couple beers in a tasting just because people, you know, they're lubricated. They're having a great time. They want to talk to each other. It's everything that you want. They're excited about the beers. They're making tasty notes. They're eating. So you know, you want to give them time to socialize and relate to each other about beer than you just presenting it at the front of the room. So yeah, like there is, and people are so excited about beer by the end. And the biggest reward is hearing people say like, I'm going to go buy this beer or this was really cool. I didn't know this about beer or I know I didn't know that this like blue cheese would go with this IPA so well. So like they're taking these little tidbits home and getting excited about it. And so we've done some things with law firms, for example, where we'll do a beer and cheese event, but Tara will run one beer and cheese pairing station. So three beers with three cheeses and I'll run the other one and it'll be like a cocktail style, you know, client event with say like a hundred people. And at the beginning we'll do, we'll all taste one thing together. We'll give them a few Cicerone tips and then um, people will come around to us in small groups and we'll take them through the tasting and then they can come back and chat and those kinds of things like are great. We also do this networking event where people sort of swap beer tasting notes with one another instead of business cards. And so you can move through, it's great for like sort of big uh, national sales conferences and things. And then we really see that that beer is this kind of social lubricant. And I think the perfect amount of beer for most people to drink is about two pints worth. 
because they say studies have they've done studies where men will go like into a, a pub trivia night and they'll solve more problems and get more answers right after two pints um, because they're I think it um, places in the brain sort of open up and they're I think less afraid of um, having the wrong answer and also they access the some of the creativity that I guess is sometimes a little bit muted and so but after two pints um, you don't solve anything any better. So we try to sort of limit our tastings to about that amount and no more. Are pretty responsible about how much we serve. Often it's about a pint, I think. Yeah, probably less. Oh yeah. Well, I can imagine there. I can think of tons of companies just even in you know in this area that would love to do a beer tasting. I think it would be a great team building event. Either you know they could go out and do it at a pub, or you could go on site and do it with them. I think that would be great. Yeah, yeah, we've done both. It's a lot of fun. It's fun coming, like talking to the clients and coming up with a tailored solution to exactly what they need and, and executing it is, it's, yeah, it requires a lot of creativity and reading people. And I think those are things we like to do. So yeah, because companies are always looking for that next new cool thing or something different to do with employees, right? Cool. Okay. So a couple more questions for you. And what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about going into business with a family member? What would you say to them as, you know, important things to discuss or to watch out for or expect? Pick, pick the right sister. (laughs) (laughs) Pick the right family member. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think don't just choose someone because they have the same amount of capital as you and you think you know them well. I think strong communication is really required. Like if you have to tiptoe around someone um, or if you've always kind of like, you know, deferred to their leadership, if they have a more dominant personality, but you're not sure you want that to, that you want your work business relationship to work that way, think about it and really set out those expectations. And now is there any potential for expansion to have the beer sisters, you know, go from two to four? Well, one of our sisters doesn't really drink beer. Okay. And the other one lives in Australia. We always wanted to start a family band. That was our dream. But we have um, two daughters. Sister band. So we do. We have two daughters. So maybe they can take up the reins. 16 years <laughs> yeah. when they're of legal drinking age. Yes, that's right. That's right. Their moms can retire and they can be the beer sisters. <laughs> okay. Well, and a um, couple of questions I just wanted to ask you about the mastermind because that's how, you know, we all kind of got to know each other is, is you guys joining and being part of the mastermind that wrapped up in, uh, in January. So what did you guys appreciate most about being part of the mastermind? I would, didn't expect that everyone would just be that honest. Like people were on Skype in their sweatshirts with like having just put their kids to bed or just having had uh, maybe a tough, you know, um, something tough happened in their business. And we all, I think, really connected quickly and honestly about those things. And so, so it was really neat to follow other people's very successful execution of things and see the challenges they faced, often similar ones that that we were facing. And also um, empowering to see that everybody else's personal struggles overlap with their business struggles, because that's something that we struggle with too. And as an entrepreneur, you're always sort of living both lives, like you're working and it's your personal life. So it was, it was eye-opening and enlightening, and also I learned a lot from how these other business owners deal with and manage to juggle their lives with their businesses. Absolutely. Good. Okay, well, let's start to wrap things up. So anybody listening wants to get in touch with the Bear Sisters, let's uh, give them uh, some details of how to get in touch with you. Yeah, you can just go to our website. It's beersisters.com. Uh, you can email us on crystal at beersisters.com, Tara's Tara. 
at beersisters.com. We love to connect on social media. On Instagram, we're at Beer Sisters. We have a Beer Sisters Facebook page. Give us a like and we will in turn like you. And <laughs> um, and uh, on Twitter, I'm just at Crystal Luxemburg. So I'm not into the Twitter. <laughs> and uh, they can also sign up for your newsletter and get all kinds of great details from you there. As well. Yes, please do. So there's a newsletter link uh, right on our website, really easy to find it monthly. And we talk a lot about our events, but also share uh, stories that we write for the Globe and Mail and Toronto Life and tips on tasting and our videos and things. So it's pretty fun. Good. And we can find all about the upcoming uh, web series that you guys are going to do. I'm excited to hear more and about the other events that you're going to be doing around the world. So, yeah, thanks cool. so much, Julie. It's Thank always you. such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, and you. Thanks for taking the time to, you know, really be honest about, about the business, about your relationship and everything that you have going on. I love this brand. I love what you've created. It's just such a natural extension of, you know, who you guys are. It is so authentic and people are obviously loving and connecting with the brand as much as, you know, as they are with you. So thank you so much. Thanks, thanks Julie. Julie. And it's time to start wrapping up this interview with the Beer Sisters. Did you love it? I love working with these ladies. They are so much fun. And I'm just so proud of what it is that they are creating together with this business, with this brand. I love the series that they have coming up to really build this lifestyle brand as thought leaders, as women in a traditionally male environment so very very cool very proud of them and I am so grateful that they took time to be interviewed and share their story with you on this podcast thanks for hanging out with me today remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through so be patient and be kind to yourself deep down inside you know how powerful you are Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.